Amen. God is with us. Today we'll be um, looking at Exodus 33, verses 15 and 16. And how wonderful it is that we've already had a demonstration of the main point of this message, which is that God's presence and power is a distinguishing mark of his people. And so Exodus 33 15 and 16. Then Moses said to him, to God, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? This is God's word. We're going to have a topical sermon today. I want to look, I want us to look at how the presence and the power of God marks his people through all of scripture, through all of our lives, and through eternity as we just sang about in the Revelation song. Being marked and trying to find a distinguishing mark reminded me this week of um, when I've traveled, I've had the few times of traveling internationally and going to a place where I don't speak the language and I don't know the person that's being sent to the airport to pick me up. And, um, and so you go through customs and security and then you get your baggage and then you walk into this open area and there's all these people, and I am totally lost. I am totally lost. If I don't see a sign that's held up, and there were, I'm just thinking of one airport in particular where there were probably 50, 50 taxi drivers and carriers that all have different signs, and I am intently looking at each sign like, are you here for me? Like, is it, you know, there's supposed to be some words on this sign and I don't speak their language, so it's got to be in English. Um, <laughs> and I'm looking intently for that sign that marks and shows me the way of where to go. And so, praise the Lord, I'm back here, so you, I found the sign. <laughs> I read the sign, I followed and trusted the sign. And they led me to the people and the places I was supposed to go. Well, God's presence and his power with his people is a magnificent billboard and sign to the world that desperately needs direction on how to, how to proceed, what's the safe way to go. And so God's presence and power is this distinguishing mark, and it's there from the very beginning. When God creates the heavens and the earth, there's power. He's demonstrating his power He's present, and he's present with his people, his creation, in the cool of the day. And there's um, power that he gives and he delegates for them to, to have dominion. And then, unfortunately, the presence and power is separated from his creation with the fall of sin in Genesis 3. But then as we start to look at God's story of redemption, how he starts to save the world, we see this thread of God's presence and power 
even as he encounters Abram. And he calls Abram and he says, go from this country. And then he said to him, um, to your offspring, I'll give this land. And so he built an altar there to the Lord who appeared to him. Um, God appeared to him and he needed God's power because there was a little issue. Do you remember what the little issue was? He and Sarah were way beyond childbearing years. And so God's presence and power with Abraham and Sarah. Well, then he continues to be present with his people. Remember, his people were in exile, and then Moses is called. And then this is where we read the scripture that we looked at first. Then Moses said to him, if your presence doesn't go with us, don't send us up from here. How, what else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? And um, this is really the key point, because it's God's presence that distinguish, it's the distinguishing mark between the Israelites and every other people group on the earth. There's nothing special. If we have some sense of entitlement, folks, there's nothing special about us except that God chose us. And what a blessing it is that he would choose to be present and start to enact this story of how he's going to bring his presence and power. And we look through history in the Old Testament of how that God was in the center of his people, in the tabernacle, in the temple. He was to be the center of their lives, and their lives were to be oriented around the presence of God with them. He provided for them. Remember the manna? He didn't let their sandals wear out. He gave them um, ways to interact as worshipers of him and to deal with their sin problem. And when they veered off, and didn't focus on his presence and his goodness and his ways, they were to come back and to return to him because things do not go well. You go back to reverting to the old ways. His presence was to be their center of their focus in their lives. And in Ezekiel, the um, prophet said this, looking ahead to God's presence and power, not just among the people, but that someday he would be within the people. And Ezekiel eleven nineteen says, I will give them an undivided heart and put a new spirit in them. I'll remove from them their heart of stone and give them a heart of flesh. And so God wanted, he was living among them, and he looks forward to a time where he'll live in them. God's presence and power. Also, we see in the Old Testament how it, he would come upon certain kings, certain judges, a few specific people, and his power would come on them for a specific kingdom-advancing action. So there's a, quite a number of these examples, but when the Holy Spirit came on the 70 elders and they prophesied in Numbers 11, the Holy Spirit came upon Balaam and he spoke a blessing. So the Holy Spirit came on And it was for a specific action. So his presence, and then we see his power as he brings about this action or words. And in Judges 14, the Spirit of the Lord came mightily on Samson, and he tore a lion apart with his hands. So he was given a certain enablement by the Spirit. His presence, the Holy Spirit's, remember the Holy Spirit is God, God's presence and his power. And in the Old Testament, The Lord gave um, several different prophets 
the impression and the messages to bring, how that he wanted this presence and power to expand beyond a limited few to all God's people. So Numbers 11:29, Moses replied, Are you jealous for my sake? I wish all the Lord's people were prophets and that the Lord would put his spirit on them. Isaiah 44, 3, For I will pour water on the thirsty land and streams on the dry ground. I will pour out my spirit on your offspring and my blessings on your descendants. And then Joel 2.28, and afterwards I will pour out my spirit on all people. The Holy Spirit would be poured out, his, pow- his presence coming upon with power. Well, we see God's presence and power marking the life of Jesus. Amen? All right, we're going to be hearing from our children, and we're so excited to hear this um, the story of Jesus being born. And so um, just in a little while, they're going to remind us, Emmanuel, God with us, his presence with us, his power when he comes. I mean, from the moment of conception, his power is connected with his presence, right? He came upon Mary, supernatural conception, supernatural character of God within Jesus because the presence of the Holy Spirit was always with him. He was, he was imaging God perfectly, Jesus, through the power of the Spirit. And then when he was baptized, the Holy Spirit came upon him and initiated three years of an amazing ministry of the miraculous, the supernatural power and enablements and gifts of God through the life of Jesus. And God's intent is for his presence and power to continue in the lives of Jesus' disciples, right? And so if some of you, I recognize we have guests here today, and if this is a review for many of us that are sitting here, but for others this may be new, if you're wondering about this, um, we taught EFW, Empowered for Witness 101. Those audios are on our website. You can get a lot more detail in Lessons 6 and 9. But I want to talk about, for just a minute, God's presence and power marking believers because his Holy Spirit is now in us. The fulfillment of Ezekiel 11:19 is when we place our faith in Jesus and the Holy Spirit comes and takes up permanent residence in our hearts. Our hearts become the holy of holies that we see in the Old Testament. And he said these words in John 14, 16 to 21, I will ask, this is Jesus speaking, I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him or knows him, but you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. And he goes on talking about that you're in me and I'm in you. And the one who loves me and is loved by the Father, I too will love them and show myself to them. Do you hear presence and power connected? All right, so this is the Holy Spirit coming and taking up permanent residence. It's a continuous presence. He comes to be the center and the Lord of our lives. He does not come as an insurance policy that we file in a cabinet and then give the rest of our lives, we just go on about our business. 
He comes just like he did in the tabernacle. He comes in our lives to be the center and for us to orient our lives and to be thinking about the gift. I mean, this is like I wrote the sermon and then I'm like yesterday morning, I'm like, God, this is too familiar. Like this is too familiar. I'm forgetting the wonder of this, that you, the God of the universe, your holiness, you would come in me and in believers everything we need he's the all-sufficient one right there living with us and it's transforming our character and galatians 5 talks about how the fruit of the spirit the presence of the spirit the power of the spirit is transforming us so that suddenly we're kind we're patient we're loving we're gentle we're new creations 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone. The new is here. And how is this new creation marked? It's marked by the presence and power of God. John 13.35 says, By this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. The characteristic, the primary characteristic of who God is, is he is love. And he transforms us to embody his love. And so how do we cooperate? We place our faith in Jesus. We invite him to come into our lives as Lord. And then we submit to his leadership. We orient our lives around him, his word, and being sensitive to his spirit. I want to tell you three stories of um, people who I think just represent being new creations. A friend of mine is navigating her husband's unexpected um, physical illness. He's having some medical problems. And as she's doing this, the Holy Spirit is pointing out to her her selfishness. She said, you know, I've known people who have been caregivers all my life, but I've never really thought about what it means to die to yourself, to die to what I'd like to do or my time or whatever. And she said, I just feel like the Lord keeps helping me to resist my selfishness. And she said, I want to spend more time meditating on God, on thinking about Jesus' life as a servant, as he came as a servant, and to ask God to help me be more Christ-like in my circumstance. So the presence of God is transforming her. Showing kindness. We were at Sam's Club. And um, long lines. Anybody? Ever? Yeah. And, um, and so we have all of our things in our cart with the, um, that little code up. You know, so we are ready to zap, 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 and get going. And um, we get up there. And then I hear Dane say, oh, would you like to go ahead of us? I am like, you know, like whip my head around like, we waited our turn and anyway and he says you just have one thing would you like and she's like yes I really would and immediately I thought Dane the guy I knew when I got married to him probably wouldn't have done this it's he might have he's he's always been a nice guy but that was so kind and I just think you know that's the transforming power of the Holy Spirit to notice somebody just like Mark noticed the um the massage therapist that was limping, you know, that we notice that kindness, compassionate 
One more story. A Christian leader um, that I'm familiar with reached out for prayer and um, said, I have some relational situations that are going on in my life. And she said, my tendency is to turn towards substances. I've, I've been freed from addiction. But she said, would you pray that I turn and I acknowledge my feelings about these various relational struggles that are going on and that I can name my feelings to the Lord and that he would help me so that I don't turn back to the old the old me, but that I live into this new me and that I can um, ask the Lord for the grace and the wisdom and the strength for what's going on right now. That, friends, how many of you know that when Christian leaders have a relapse, have a fall, have a fall back, it impacts many. And so we don't just live this, the presence and the power of God by ourselves, but he places us in a community so that we can shape and form one another. And I think the question is, is my life, is your life being marked by the presence and the power of God? Him being in us, residing in us. Another question, as in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit came upon. And remember, they were imagining and knowing that God's plan was that he would come upon many. It wouldn't be just the restricted few. And so Jesus expected his followers to be empowered witnesses. He said in Acts 1-8, but you will receive power. When the Holy Spirit comes on you, his presence comes on, and then you get the power. And what are we empowered to do? To be witnesses to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. And there was an initial fulfillment of this in um, Acts 2 at Pentecost, remember? When all of a sudden um, Peter stands up and he says, this is what was spoken about by the prophet Joel. And he says, In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people, and your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. These are ways that the Lord is revealing his presence. It's a revelation. His presence is with them. His power is with them to proclaim his kingdom, to say there's a living king, and it's Jesus. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. It's short-term when the Holy Spirit comes on with power. It's episodic. There's more that could be said about this. But when God has a kingdom work, something that he wants to do to hold up a sign, remember our lives are to be markers, a signpost to the king and the kingdom. When he has that work on earth, wherever we are, the grocery store, out on the sidewalk, at work, in our um, home gatherings, at a family luncheon, whatever it might be, Um, What marks us as different from the world is God's presence and power. Our denomination has a statement on this particular matter, and they um, say that they encourage all churches to gratefully accept all the ways in which the Holy Spirit manifests his work in this movement for God's glory, notably in demonstrating the present reality of the spiritual gifts recorded in Scripture and of being filled with the Holy Spirit in different ways and on multiple occasions. And so the Holy Spirit being present and coming episodically 
in power when it's needed. Pastor Dave, you already reminded us of some stories that are in here in my sermon, but Mark's testimony, Jackie and um, Kayleen's testimony, I was riding my stationary bicycle and watching C.C. Winans in a musical um, program this past week, and she talked about her brother um, was taken to emergency surgery, and she's sharing this story on this program. And she said that he had a very serious heart condition. They didn't expect him to make it through surgery. And the surgeon came out and he said, I'm sorry, we've lost him. And her dad said, well, my whole family's here. Can we pray for you? And she said, they all just started praying for him. And he said, and now will you go back in and try again? And the surgical team, after being prayed for, went back in. And the next thing they knew, he was in recovery. And he went back into singing um, spiritual songs and concerts and um, gospel music and lived another eight years. The presence and power of God marked their family as believers. Nobody in that surgical team would um, believe except that because he already he had a torn aorta he had had a massive heart attack and he had a valve problem like he had serious serious like I don't even I can't believe they took him to surgery and so the fact that he the Lord heal chose to heal can we make him do this no we know that you know we pray for many things but when God in his sovereignty says now and I want to do this for my purposes Will we be bold enough to pray the prayer, to speak the word? Um, Many of you receive prophetic messages sometimes when you're out prayer walking. Another way that the Lord's presence and power and he touches people. I think about Caroline and getting specific words out on the streets, touching people's hearts deeply. He does this in individuals. But he also does this as in a congregation. And today we've lived into this. We've embodied this. That when we come to church, we serve a living God. Who we may have an order of worship, but we always have the asterisk up there saying, subject to change by the leading of the Holy Spirit. We are expecting that God will give us whatever messages, whatever an awareness and manifestation of his presence and power one more thing, I was watching, Dane and I were working on a puzzle this week, and um, he had a, a program on, so we just started watching this program, and it was Richard Roberts, Oral Roberts' son. And anyway, um, so we were listening to him, and it was amazing. The presence and power of God was undeniable. And as he ministered and had words of knowledge and spoke about things situations that were in the congregation where he was ministering and then they he said if anybody has been healed come up and the whole front was lined with people and they gave their testimony of being coming in not having to use crutches and then being able to walk and couldn't lift their arm and suddenly they could just move their shoulder they felt tingling in their leg and all of a sudden their ankle was healed or their hip was healed um and he Richard Roberts said this, he said, what would happen if every pastor in every church offered words of knowledge 
and healing ministry as the Lord came upon them. And it really grabbed my attention. And I started praying about that. Lord, if you want to use us in that way. But then I felt further that I'd like to take it further and ask, what if each member in every church offered gifts as they met? Because this is what 1 Corinthians 14.26 says, What then shall we say, brothers and sisters, when you come together, each of you have a hymn, a word of instruction, a revelation, a tongue, or an interpretation? Everything must be done so that the church may be built up. Everything. Every various manifestation of his presence and his power must be done in order for the church to be built up. We have a commission. Go and make disciples. And we try to come up with ideas and programs and so forth. And, you know, thinking about that and praying about programs is good. But what if we went back to just what the Lord said about my presence and my power is going to mark my people? And what if we were expecting every time we meet, every time we gather, whether it's for coffee, for base camps, for um, encounter, for Sunday morning worship, or whenever we're out and about, that the Lord is present with us and his power is present for us to be conduits, to bless those around. He works in these ways individually. He works in these ways communally. It's not one or the other. We need each other. We're dependent, and we need each other not only for that character transformation, to encourage each other, to be in the word, to be accountability partners for each other, but we also need to be encouraging each other in being open to how the Holy Spirit might want to work. And that's why we're so grateful for a learning community here. If God's presence and power is not marking his church, it leads to the question, why? And we have a choice. We can cooperate or we can resist and grieve, restrict, quench the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 4.30 says, Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you're sealed for the day of redemption. Rick Renner wrote a devotional, and the primary idea of this is that word grieve is the one that would be to hurt so terribly like a spouse being unfaithful to another spouse. Grief, heartache, woundedness, And he said, the Holy Spirit is deeply, deeply in love with us. And when we are ignoring him, when we're not going to his word, when we start to go and um, give into temptation and we start to interact with sin, where is he? He's in us. We're taking him to those places. We're taking him to those words. We're taking him to whatever sinful activity we're doing, we're also, he's sitting there saying, I'm available to you if we're ignoring him or not calling on him. And so we have the opportunity to cooperate with him or to um, welcome. And, um, well, we're welcoming and cooperating or we're resisting quenching. And so we want to respond. I don't know about you, but I want to respond I think our congregation wants to respond with cooperating and welcoming because there is a world 
that's desperate for a sign. And the sign is God's presence and power with his people. And so I've got a prayer up on the um, screen that I thought we could stand up and pray together. And so we um, are going to just pray this out loud, this prayer together, and it's a corporate prayer. And so um, you are welcome to join in. Dear Lord, we recognize that we cannot be an effective witness for you in our own strength, wisdom, power, or gifts. Please immerse us more deeply in the empowering, gift-giving work of your Spirit. Use us in any way you choose. Manifest your presence, power, and gifts in our lives in ways that glorify you. Help us to recognize your voice more clearly and to obey you more readily to keep in step with your spirit. Lord, fill us and use us for your purposes. In Jesus' name, amen.